Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had men and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic regard.
guided our planet with envious eyes. Perception is the key, and the heart yeah. is the solution. Heart perception will change everything. I'm Ryan Gable, your host, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. The Fringe.fm is the network website. Our website, www.thesecretteachings.info. And if you'd like to contact us, rdgable at yahoo.com. Social media, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. Tonight, we're going to mix things up a little bit and expand and grow from last night's broadcast. We're going to talk a little bit about something I don't think we've ever done a show on before. And I'm not going to do the entire show on the subject because I really want to do another well-prepared show for this particular subject. But there are two things that I need to, they're just in my brain, and I need to talk with you about them tonight. I was actually having some dinner, and I was sitting down watching like a Food Network type show. I like to watch those. It kind of inspires me to cook. And I was thinking I might not do a show tonight because I have my son, and he's in the other room, and I normally don't do a, a show when he's here because he could wake up. But I've gotten this new mixing board. I got a Rodecaster mixing board on the recommendation of Joe Roop. You know, if anybody wants to help the show out, you want to donate $600 to pay for this thing, it would be greatly appreciated. But I got this new board, so I'm really excited about this thing. And it's got the gate for the microphone, so you can probably tell the mic's different. So I got this new setup. I got rid of my PC. A listener was very kind and sent me a laptop. And in an unrelated situation, I ended up taking this laptop and I was going to buy an iMac desktop for the show. And I still really want one, but I think I'm going to run this backup Mac for the time being. So I got all this set up and I was just really, really wanting to do the show tonight and not miss it. So I'm going to try to do it without my son waking up in the other room. But these ideas are going through my head and I always wait. I always wait for something to just flicker on like a little light bulb. I wait for something to just come to me. And I've done that for now 11 years or maybe it might say a solid nine, solid 10, just waiting for a topic to come to me. So I had a stack of news articles on my desk already about exorcisms and about the increase in exorcisms, although increases in exorcisms by what definition, by what standard, there have been a couple of public exorcisms in the last year. Very recently, in the last couple of months, in Portland, Oregon, the Archbishop Alexander Sample led a procession of more than 200 people to a city park. This was a few days before Halloween. Offered a prayer, then conducted a Latin exorcism rite intended to purge the community of evil. Uh, You're going to need a lot more than an archbishop in Portland purge the evil, but this guy's at least trying. On the same day, J- 
just south a couple hundred miles, San Francisco Archbishop Salvatore Cordelione performed another exorcism ceremony outside of a Catholic church in San Rafael, where protesters had earlier toppled a statue of Father Junipero Serra. I've actually been to the Sacramento Junipero Serra statue, and we know all about Junipero Serra and his blatant disregard for human life. Uh, That doesn't mean I hate the United States of America. Uh, This guy was the, one of the, uh, I'd say, epitomes of what we would think of when we think of, like, legitimate homicidal genocide carried out in the name of religious ideology. But that same ideological possession that these archbishops are symbolically casting away and an evil that is underlying this possession it is not just something that you could say, well, Junipero Serra and many other settlers and colonists, these people were all bloodthirsty savages that, from the other point of view, tried to convert other savages, and those that didn't convert, they killed them or they dragged them back to the encampments and they beat them until they did what the church wanted them to do. You know, people just put this label savage on another person or another group of people, right? So you have some people that think, well, the natives were definitely savages, and then maybe some of the savages thought that they were the savages, right? I mean, this is, you might think that's pseudo existentialism, or it's like a pseudo philosophical point or an observation, but I just really think I, I used to be one of those people who thought, well, yeah, the Native Americans, they had their land stolen, and people like Junipero Serra were such horrible, horrible people, and the United States of America is an illegitimate country. I used to think all that same stuff, and now if I were to subscribe to something, to an idea, I would subscribe to the history of the United States of America, which is overwhelmingly in majority in terms of what got done from the beginning, the very opposite of all those things. So the point in explaining that and describing that to you is because I went to the Junipero Serra statue, and I've, I've actually got a picture of it up. I think it's on the website at thesecretteachings.info. If you go there and you click on the over-the-years pics, I think there's a picture of me and Kevin Annett there. And I'm, I'm scrolling through it right now. Yeah, there is a picture. So it's me and Kevin Annett. This was like five, six years ago. And we have a, we were holding up a sign that said, all the children need a proper burial. Uh, talking about the number of kids that died at the hands of Junipero Serra and others. Now, that doesn't mean all the settlers and colonists were murderers far, far from that. In fact, the, on the other side of the United States, on the east coast of the United States, the founder of Pennsylvania uh, in the 1600s, uh, you can find copies of this in the National Archive. I've got a copy here on my desk. Uh, wrote, along with many other people in the community, against the act of human ownership. Uh, And these guys were white, and they were not an anomaly. They were the mass majority who did not agree with slavery uh, or genocide. You need to understand, of course, that there were many natives that made good deals with so-called white people, 
And there were just as many natives who stabbed those so-called white people in the back as there were white people who stabbed those natives in the back. Uh, these are human beings from totally different, drastically different cultures. Uh, maybe you couldn't even compare them in terms of the word culture. And of course, you have a clash of that, and there's going to be conflict, but more often than not, the average person is probably going to get along and be very curious and interested. And as long as you don't drag them away and beat them until they believe what you believe, which uh, natives would do the same thing to other native tribes if you didn't know that they were not all smoking peace pipes and uh, levitating in another dimension. Uh, They were scalping each other, and they were tomahawking each other, and they were slicing each other to pieces. Uh, They were raping each other, and they were burning down other villages, taking other native land from other natives who took it from other natives. Uh, Isn't it also kind of like a tenet of like Native American culture? And I say that generally because there's all sorts of different cultures and tribes. Um, I understand my background is Blackfoot, but I can tell you that like culturally you have this idea. Natives say, well, there's, there's no one that really owns the land. Okay, well, if no one really owns the land, then I'm not really stealing it from you. You could use that as an argument one way or another. I'm digressing. The point is, Junipero Serra, he wasn't a great guy, okay? Kind of like Corn Pop. You know, he was a bad dude. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Junipero Serra was a bad dude. So you have these two archbishops, one in Portland, who definitely needs backup, uh, and one in San Francisco, who performed exorcisms. One to purge the community of Portland of all of the evil. Uh, There's a lot of it. And then you have the Archbishop Salvatore Cordelion, who was purging the evil out of San Francisco, uh, outside of a Catholic church in San Rafael, where protesters had toppled a statue of Father Junipero Serra. So a little bit biased there. It's not necessarily because of like evil in the sense of what's going on in Portland, but it still relates in some way, shape, or form. And so there's an article from the Associated Press, exorcism, increasingly frequent, including after uh, U.S. protests. And there have been a couple of different stories about this recently. Uh, what is an exorcism exactly was one of the headlines. Exorcism has a long and spooky history. That's The Economist. Uh, this What is an Exorcism article references Archbishop Gregory Amond of New Orleans, you might have seen this, who recently burned the altar of a church in which one of his priests were caught engaging in illicit sexual activity with two women and then reconsecrated a replacement altar that had belonged to a shuttered parish. Uh, that, I think, was on video, if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken. I believe that was on video. Maybe there was an... I heard one where like these kids broke in and had like sex on an altar. Maybe this was a different one. Because this particular article says uh, a priest, a priest was caught, like, they say illicit sexual acts. He was having a three-way, I guess, with women on an altar. I don't know if they were nuns or what they were, but, I mean, it seems like, you know, the priests are either having like orgies or they're banging kids. At least this guy was like having consensual sex presumptuously with two women. I mean, I guess the priesthood is what you want to get into 
if you want to get involved in like it's either priests or you go to Miami or New Orleans uh, not New Orleans Miami it says New Orleans here on this paper that's why I said that but you go to Miami or you go to Los Angeles and you get into porn I mean all these stories about priests and it's just all over the place so I don't know if you knew that but two exorcisms were performed this year uh, in public settings now you know an exorcism typically isn't performed on a location per se at least the kind that would warrant the, the, the type of thing that you would see in a movie. Um, if you want to dispel negative energy or entities, what you would do is you say a prayer, you know, you light incense, you do the typical classical things that if you've practiced magic or, I mean, if you're a Christian uh, in particular, then you also, of course, practice magic. But the types of things that you would maybe know what to do in a certain situation where you feel like an evil presence, right? So that's, you're praying, you are, you're, you're calling to God or, or to, to the saints to bring protection to you. In the New Age community, they, like, they say, let's br- bring a bubble of white light around me or something, or like an egg of white light or something to that effect, uh, the cosmic egg. And that offers some form of protection. Now, that's like a minor exorcism, and there are, there are two different kinds of exorcisms officially. The other exorcism is a major exorcism, uh, and that entails the expulsion of a demon. And it's only supposed to be performed by a bishop or a priest who has a bishop's permission. Uh, one of the most famous exorcists, perhaps, I guess you could call him an exorcist, was Ed Warren, who, if you already didn't know who Ed Warren was, was uh, made very popular by the Conjuring series. Uh, and I think they had a little bit of that in The Nun. If you watch The Nun, which I just watched that again the other night. Very cheesy, but if you like weird, creepy stuff, then that's probably a good movie to watch. It's it's very, it's very cheesy, though. The Conjuring, like the original Conjuring, The Conjuring 2, they were good, but The Nun was just like a cheesy a cheesy uh, expansion of that, extension of that. So we've had these exorcisms, right? And I'm sitting on the couch tonight, and I was I was enjoying, uh, I made some roasted potatoes, and I put some dill on them, and I'm, I'm enjoying that, and my son's asleep in the other room. I just got him this, like, really cool um, carpet, like a rug, and it has, like, the firehouse and the police station and all the, you know, little roads that he can drive his cars on. So I rolled that out on the floor, and he was playing with that. He, he goes to bed. I'm sitting there. And I'm thinking, and I, I think I need to do a show tonight. And I just, what am I going to talk about? And it, it, like, I'm thinking that. And then a few minutes later, I hear my phone go off. And I go look at it. And a friend of mine who has not texted me for a couple of days, if not a couple of weeks, he sends me this article that I want to talk about tonight. Uh, it, this should be a breaking news all over the world. Huge breaking news. This is from The Hill, too. So this is, a, a as some say, David Wilcock used to say, uh, a, 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 reputable, a reputable mainstream news publication. You know, uh, This is from The Hill. It says, Global Child Sex Abuse Network Uncovered with Ties to United States. We're going to talk about that tonight because that is almost unreal. And... There is a relationship between that particular article, the exorcisms performed in Portland and in San Francisco, 
by archbishops. And something else that, if you blinked, you probably missed it. Maybe you were paying attention. But there have been a a number of stories in the past couple of weeks about children who have been freed from like child trafficking networks. Did you hear about this? There have been a number of stories about this. One of the big ones was just a couple of weeks ago, and a bunch of children were freed from what essentially was a uh, a cult slash human trafficking network. 45 missing children were found. 100 victims recovered in human trafficking sting, and this was in Ohio. Authorities in Ohio arrested 170 people and recovered more than 100 human trafficking victims in one of the largest operations in the state's history. The name of that project, Autumn Hope. That's the name of the project. 45 missing children recovered by the U.S. Marshals as part of an October operation called Autumn Hope. So for the people that are involved in these networks, that was an October surprise. And it's only a small suction cup of one tentacle of the larger organism that, like the Hill article says, a sex abuse network uncovered with ties to the U.S. and it is, quote, global, a global child sex abuse network. Now, beyond the stuff that we've seen with the Catholic Church, it's one of those things like everybody knows that. Everybody's aware of that. And I think what's happened is there have been a number of reasons why this has happened. But through social media, through the open proliferation of information, um, where anything is available, anything can be said at any time, this allows for, with algorithms and through you know the ways in which things are advertised and shared and promoted and information that is inaccurate or false does tend to spread quicker than information that is that is accurate. And with censorship on social media and the preventing of people from getting access to information because of those censor uh, censors the censorship uh, methods. What happens is you have to ask this question. Uh, anytime a story like this breaks, whether it's 45 missing kids in Ohio, part of, the, uh, part of Operation Autumn Hope, or it's a global child sex abuse network and covered with ties to U.S. from the Hill, uh, and that is that's the Hill uh, today, or just a little bit ago for some of you. It's up on our website at thesecretteachings.info. This shows you that... What people who are in or believe in, or I'm not sure exactly what they are, but they're part of the QAnon group, or they're, they believe in like the Pizzagate hashtag, it shows you that they're not, they're not totally crazy or insane. I, I don't think they're crazy or insane per se. I don't think their opposition is, is more or less insane. I just think that those types of things like Pizzagate, for all intents and purposes, spreads pretty easily on social media. And QAnon has now been banned, right? They banned it. But these things spread for a very long time, 
and anything that was independent, anything that was well-documented was brushed away. It was scrubbed away. It was washed away. And this false narrative was allowed to proliferate. So that gets into the heads of people and then human trafficking, child trafficking, sex abuse, whatever it is, it becomes so popular and trendy, everybody wants to do the hashtag and everybody wants to participate and they want to color in, like color by number is what they want to do. Look, look, mom, I'm exposing a sex cult. Look, I'm driving the car, mom. Hey, dad, look at me. I just exposed a global child trafficking network. I mean, that's what it seems like. Yet you have from Jeffrey Epstein to this Hill article I'm going to share with you, Global Child Sex Abuse Network uncovered with ties to the United States. And you say that, and people say, no, 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 no. Pizzagate's not real. It's just like I went to the store the other night, and I told one of the managers at this store, it's called Lori's here in Rochester, I said, you know the mask mandate is over, right? And you know that the PCR test, they've amplified by almost double the cycles. And the founder of the test said that it's not detecting a virus. And he said, oh, you can read a lot of stuff on social media. I said, nope, this is from the CDC's website. Uh, this is from the mouth of the guy that invented the test. Uh, that's from the New York Times. And I rattled off all these sources. And it's like, yeah, I get it. A lot of stuff from social media, that creates this synthetic reality just of, of nonsense it's garbage it's that's pizzagate for you as far as i'm concerned that's q as far as i'm concerned just because there's accurate information and something that can be kind of proved sometimes doesn't mean everything that's being said is accurate or true and what it does is it spreads more disinformation meanwhile global child sex abuse network and covered with ties to u.s you got archbishops exercising evil out of places like Portland and San Francisco. It's a publicity stunt, but people really are possessed by ideological things. We'll expand on that when we come back tonight, right here on The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable. www.thesecretteachings.info is the website. If you'd like to support the show, right now it would be a really great thing if you could support us because I just bought this new board for like 600 something dollars. Uh, You get a book on the website, grab the digital book or subscribe, get access to the full show archive and the montages. It's all there, www.thesecretteachings.info. Supports you, supports us, and supports the network, the Fringe FM. Stay with us. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. 
Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. If you'd like to hear more of the secret teachings, if you missed a show or part of a show, sign up to the ever-expanding archive at thesecretteachings.info. When you subscribe for a month or year, you get access to the full show archive to every show after it airs. You can download and stream unlimited episodes and share your login with friends or family. With your subscription, you can also get access on the website to all of Ryan's digital books and the ever-growing montage archive. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe tab at the top of the page. Use the secure PayPal link and start your membership today. By subscribing, you support The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, Ryan, and yourself. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Why listen to the Fringe FM? We are your number one source for talk radio the mainstream media won't touch. Joe Root brings you everything occult with Lighting the Void. Ryan Gables shatters paradigms with esoteric knowledge on the secret teachings. Gigi and Cortana explore the inner workings of our reality with Shift Happens. Jess of the Rogue Report brings you years of research to explore the hidden facts behind alternative topics. And myself, Alex Exum of Live Talk, the so-called Joker in the deck. We are the Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings or our website, thesecretteachings.info. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, somewhere between the normal and paranormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare. Right here on the Fridge FM. This is Kev Baker of the Kev Baker Show. You can find me at Truth Frequency Radio or on my home website, www.kevbakershow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. From Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. This is John B. Wells of Caravan to Midnight, which you can find at caravantomidnight.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. I said it last night, it's almost as if our culture as a species 
across the globe is in need of some form, some kind of an exorcism. Something to cast out the evil, the perversion, the profanity, the vulgarity. Now maybe it's not that you're possessed by an actual demonic entity, but what exactly is a demonic entity? A representation of something, uh, a sin, something like uh, sloth or greed or envy, and those influences energetically can be described and can be portrayed as having certain physical characteristics. If you look at Colin DePlancy's Dictionary Infernal, you'll see images of all of the major demons. You will find one demon in particular that has been made very popular by the movie I mentioned in the first segment. That is the movie The Nun and also The Conjuring 1 and The Conjuring 2. Primarily The Conjuring 2. The blasphemous form that the demon Valak took. And Valak is the defiler. Valak, if you look in the Dictionary Infernal, has, it's Colin DePlancy's, it was published, uh, the late one of the latest copies was like in the 50s or something, but the original was published in the 1800s. If you can find an original copy from the 1800s, I mean, I, I don't even know if those exist, but if you could find an original copy, uh, let me know. I'd love to see something like that. Um, I imagine that it's just, you know, exquisite. But uh, one of the original uh, uh, texts, you see these these images of the demons in there, and Valak is in there. And Valak is often portrayed and depicted as having um, the likeness of a child and often surrounded by serpents or snakes. And if you watch that movie, The Nun, remember the little boy that the uh, the special agent for the Vatican, he goes during the war, he goes into this village and he finds, they do a flashback, and he finds this boy possessed. And the boy, in a sense, represents Valak because Valak, the demon, the powerful evil that had been summoned by the Duke, another flashback in the movie, uh, when the castle that they had they had gone to was being investigated, which was now a nunnery. Uh, the evil was the, the demon Valak that had been summoned by this duke through human sacrifice, through sacrificing of the innocent or the purity, spilling out the blood. Uh, of course, the pact that uh, existed in the Bible between God's chosen people and the heavens uh, was that blood belonged to God because it was life, so blood was poured out. And if you pour blood out for profane reasons... That's obviously blasphemous, but it's it feeds the impure, and it works to attract those spirits. So that's why it's popular in you know, summoning and invocation. So you have this demon invoked, and the guy in the movie, if you watch the movie, he's, he's, he's like, he's seen this kid that had died, and he was unable to save through the exorcism. And at one point, the kid spits up a serpent the snake comes out and then he the snake slithers over and tries to get the guy and then he falls backwards into that coffin but the serpent and the kid that's valak in the classical depiction 
So if you look at those classical depictions of these demons, you might start to notice that you'll, you'll, know, you'll see that uh, there are other movies, for example, uh, that have been produced, like Heredity, where they're not using like made-up stuff. I believe it was Heredity. They, they were using the actual sigil of Paimon in the movie. And as a funny thing is, when I, I watched that movie with someone I was friends with at the time, this was whenever it came out years ago, and I remember saying to them, I said, "Oh, this is about this is a, it's not fun. Listen, it's not fun to watch a movie with with me if it's about this kind of stuff because I will ruin it." But I was like, "This is about this has got to be about like Paymon or something." And she's like, "What do you mean Paymon? What's Paymon?" I said, "It's, it's one of the de- <laughs> it's powerful demons." She's like, I don't know, what are you talking about? I said, just pause it. Look, that's the sigil right there on the book, the book that the mom had. And then at the end, they were trying to, you find out they were trying to find like a, a host for the demon to take possession of, and they got that, they got that young kid. I didn't know that was actually the same uh, people that made uh, uh, Midsummer, which was one of the more disturbing movies I've ever watched. Uh, no demons in that one, though. That was more of like a cult. It was very creepy, though. And, and included human sacrifice, right? And uh, ritualistic sex and things like that. Uh, a lot of magic going on in that movie. So the demon Valak is the defiler, right? Now there was a book that came out. Some of you probably see this. I've seen this. You've you, Maybe you've flipped through it. It's called A Children's Book of Demons. A Children's Book of Demons. And it was... I guess it was, I don't know if it was really authored by this person because it seems just so strange, but it was authored by Aaron Layton. And this is what Aaron Layton wrote about the book. This is the summary of the book. Don't want to take out the trash tonight? Maybe you're swimming in homework. Perhaps that big bully is being a real drag. Well, grab your colored pencils and sigil drawing skills and dial up some demons. But be careful. Even if these spirits are more silly than scary, they are still demons. Well, of course they are because you're summoning what in essence is a thought form, which is more than a thought form because they are depicted in the text. For example, the character on the cover is Corydon, and there's the sigil of Corydon, and if you zoom in, um, if you don't have the book, like me, I don't have the book, but if you zoom in on the internet and you can look at at the um, screenshots, you can see what the demon does, what it'll do for you if you summon it. Now again, this is for kids. And yeah, yeah, it's quirky. I mean, in essence, what this is, it's, it's basically the dictionary infernal, or it's, it's like one of 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 a, a number of Goetia, uh, a number of one of these grimoires, where they they show you how to summon spirits and or demons in particular. But see, the thing about summoning demons and demons and spirits is that the you could look at it like this: the most powerful demon is subject to the weakest angel, if you will. And if you read some of these grimoires, you know, contrary to popular belief they don't tell you in depending on which one you read but if you read some of the legitimate grimoires they're not telling you to like hey go summon a demon and uh uh sell your soul uh none of them that i've read say that 
what they say is to be cautious, to be careful. Don't do it if you're uncertain, if you don't have a strong will. Like these are all things the magician needs to perform these these acts. I, I, I would recommend not summoning a demon. I would recommend not bringing that about, not drawing something of this nature to you. For those of you who want to do it, I have really nothing else I can add, but I can say that those grimoires normally don't encourage it. You know, for every person who's on TikTok who wants to be a witch, that's not what those things were written for. All right? I'll say that again. The grimoires, the classical books on magic, they were not written for TikTok witches. And let me explain why they were not written for TikTok witches. Yes, last night we talked a little bit about the so-called election here in the United States, and I called the show Tragedy of Liberation, Three Red Banners, because the Three Red Banners was a call to build a better socialist state in communist, what is now communist China, and that was in the 50s and 60s, primarily in the 50s before the Cultural Revolution. And that is the same symbol that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are using, right? The three red banners. But more importantly, the campaign slogan is Build Back Better. And uh, I just find that to be an interesting parallel. But in regards to the so-called election and the people that have been protesting on both sides of the political spectrum, uh, both extreme sides of the political spectrum. You have had uh, witches, uh, people that by, I guess they're witches by some definition, I'm not exactly sure, but you've had TikTok witches who have gone out and they have attempted to, I, I suppose, bind the president in the past, right? And then you've got other TikTok witches and witches that, according to a U.S. News and World Report article from Halloween that I just happen to have sitting here on my desk, Salem witches casting spells to defeat Donald Trump. That was before the election day. And another article the day before Halloween, TikTok witches are hexing the election this Halloween. So there's a hashtag going around. Hashtag witch the vote. Witch the vote. They got these people so consumed by democracy. You know what's more important than democracy? There are things more important than democracy. The rule of law. The Constitution, which is worthless without democracy, which then becomes a mob rule. So... Democracy is not as important as the rule of law, but they always say vote, 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 vote. So which the vote is, I guess, a which hashtag or something. And it's supposed to be more than a hashtag. You know, like Black Lives Matter said BLM is more than a movement. It's a, it's a spiritual movement. Well, according to uh, the group, it is a collective intersectional effort to direct our magic towards electing candidates who will push our country and our planet forward into the witch utopia we all envision. Uh, what is a witch utopia? I'm not sure. 
here, intersectional feminist politics, now it makes more sense, work alongside magic and creative media production to engage in political activism that includes advocacy around issues like affordable housing, reproductive rights, and black lives matter. Here's a reproductive right for you. Number one, all individual cases, rape, unplanned pregnancy by some other means, these are all separate cases and cannot be looked at as a singular it's right or it's wrong. The best reproductive right is don't have sex unless you are prepared for the consequences. That's not some old conservative value. That is a law of nature. If you bang without protection and the guy comes inside of the girl, good chance you're going to get pregnant, especially if it's during a certain time of the month. So if you want reproductive rights, start with yourself. Same thing with all this other stuff. So much of the perception we have about problems is just a result of not taking responsibility, not physical responsibility, but not taking like responsibility for ourselves. We always project it onto something else. And I think that's why these people are casting spells to defeat a president or they're hexing an election. Like these are things that people who feel inadequate are are there that's what they're doing that's what they're a part of and and it goes to the other side of the political spectrum there's the cult of keck which is like pepe the frog people and i'm not i get i get i guess this started on 4chan right i know 2 chains but i don't know 4 chains uh claims these i guess this group of people claims that they've used meme magic to put Donald Trump in office. And remember, you know, right after that, you had the Women's March in 2017, which featured protest witches, is what they were called, carrying signs that read, and I know that you've seen this somewhere, quote, we are the granddaughters of the witches you weren't able to burn. Hmm. That would that's kind of uh, just arrogant, uh, stupid, uh, embarrassing, and why I don't like to tell people sometimes what I do because then I get associated with these losers. We are the granddaughters of the witches you weren't able to burn. Hmm. Okay. Well, there were a lot of other witches that were never burned and held in high esteem, and I don't know what these people are talking about, but all right, we'll go with them. This is the reason that you don't tell people, hey, here's how you summon a demon and get, a, get all the stuff in the world that you want. That's not what those books are for. However, there's a children's book of demons that teaches children how to summon those demons. I mentioned it was written by Aaron Layton uh, with the depictions of these demons and their sigils and all this. So, you think about the targeting of children just with this book. I don't care if it sold one copy. It is an example. It is a symbol of the targeted, directionalized weapon being used to rot and erode the purity of from the youth, 
just like companies want children to get hooked on Coca-Cola and Kellogg's cereal and whatever else at a young age. So they recognize the brand. You pervert children at a very young age. They grow up with no sense of direction. They always look to some other source for their power. I mentioned this in the last segment. Back in late October, 45 missing children were found and 100 victims recovered in a human trafficking sting. This was in Ohio. 170 people were arrested. The number's actually higher than that. 100 human trafficking victims plus. 45 missing children were recovered by the U.S. Marshals as part of an October operation called Autumn Hope. Officials at the Central Ohio Human Trafficking Force arrested 179 people, according to the press release. Ohio Attorney General David Yost said, quote, Operation Autumn Hope is the largest single HT operation in state history. Our goal, an Ohio where no human is bought or sold. Over the past five years, the U.S. Marshals have recovered missing children in 75% of the cases they received, according to the press release. Of those recovered, 72% were recovered within seven days. Since 2005, the USMS has recovered more than 2,000 missing children. So let's put this into perspective, shall we? You've heard quite a bit about QAnon and Pizzagate and all of this. And then these stories break, and one of two things happens. Nobody pays attention. Nobody cares. No media picks it up but a small news station or two here or there. This particular story is from Channel 5 KVVU-TV, Las Vegas. Uh, it's not even in Ohio, though there, there were a couple from Ohio. So that happens, or it circulates and if you do share it on social media, people say, see, and people say that QAnon's not real. They say Pizzagate's made up. Well, yeah, because if you follow whatever Pizzagate was, it takes you in the opposite direction of this. This is hardcore well-documented. And I'm not saying that there weren't interesting emails. I covered all of that when it happened. I read the emails. It's strange. I imagine they're trafficking children. I imagine they're doing horrific things. I interviewed Nick Bryant, who wrote the Franklin scandal, the Franklin cover-up, uh, detailed the, the finders. Uh, I've got the finders file from the FBI. I'm aware of all this. Uh, I've been covering Jeffrey Epstein for like seven years. I'm aware of all this. People ask me, "What well, you were covering Jeffrey Epstein before it happened? Yeah, and there were people who have been doing radio longer than me who have been covering it longer than that. Yeah, because if you investigate these things, then you find this kind of information way before it ever becomes public knowledge. So that's what happens. It either gets ignored or it gets accepted as confirmation bias for what people already believe. Meanwhile, you have others that suggest, well, Donald Trump has done this, this, and this, and this to save the children. And sure, maybe there are a few things that Donald Trump has certainly done. I mean, there were some uh, child trafficking or anti-child trafficking bills that were passed or executive orders or something. 
Um, I've read a couple of things like that. Great. But Donald Trump won the election in 2016. The U.S. Marshal Service has been doing this at least since 2005. They've recovered 2,000 missing children. Uh, that's, uh, what is that, Bush, uh, Obama, uh, and Trump. So in 15 years, through three different presidents, Republican and Democrat, the USMS has recovered thousands of children in these operations. Uh, it has nothing to do with the deep state. Uh, has nothing to do with an alliance. has nothing to do with Trump. has nothing to do with uh, Obama uh, or Bush or Clinton or pizza. Uh, this is the U.S. Marshal Service. And they are working with local law enforcement, the attorney general, in this case of Ohio, and the Central Ohio Human Trafficking Force. So that's all happening. Okay, that's all that's all real for all intents and purposes. Tonight, I got a text message. I'm sitting down on the couch. I heard my phone go off. And I come in my room and I realized my friend hasn't texted me forever, but I was thinking about him today my friend from high school, and he sent me this message and it said, because I don't check my phone very often, I'm just done with this thing, but I checked it and it says article that pops up and it said Global Child Sex Abuse Network Uncovered with Ties to U.S. And I thought, well, that's interesting. Is that like an old article? You know, sometimes people send you that or you see it on Facebook or something. And there's always that one person who's like, oh my God, breaking news, look what happened. And you're like, dude, it says 2003. All right, you're 17 years late on this. Don't, you know, that's because they don't read beyond the headline. You know they know nothing about what's going on in the article. That's how a lot of the fraudulent science passes off as fact, too. Coronavirus airborne transmission study. But if you read it, uh, we were not able to isolate the coronavirus in aerosol form. And then the Washington Post says, uh, we had that information on our website, but it was a glitch and uh, we, we have to recant that. It's not actually true. We're not 100% sure. We're actually not sure at all. We have no idea what's going on. Uh, the CDC said that. So, Global Child Sex Abuse Network covered with ties to the United States. This is The Hill. It's on www.thesecretteachings.info. A tip earlier this year from the United States led to the uncovering of a major child sex abuse network. I'm sure people will say, the tip? That was Donald Trump. He gave the tip. All right, well, I don't care who gave the tip. Somebody gave the tip, and it apparently led to the uncovering of a major child sex abuse network in Australia with ties to the United States, Canada, Asia, Europe, and New Zealand. Exactly, because it's global. It's worldwide. Um, I was saying that when I got kicked off of WPRK, 91.5 FM. Uh, I was saying that when I got kicked off of uh, CBS News. I'm taking a drink in between one of these, each one of these. Um, I was saying that when I got censored and kicked off of Dark Matter. And I was saying that when I got kicked off of All Buy It for different reasons, the LM Radio Network. And now I've been saying it for a couple of years here on the fringe. Uh, it's global, it's worldwide. And somehow people like myself, people like you, got steamrolled by a bunch of algorithms online. That wanted you to think that ping pong pizza was where all the action was taking place. Well, according to the Associated Press, Australian authorities announced Wednesday that 16 men have been arrested in New South 
Waits, looks like Wales, New South Waits, Queensland, and Western Australia in recent months on 828 charges of sexually abusing children, just 16 men, 828 charges of sexually abusing children, producing and distributing child abuse material, and what is it? Bestiality. Also transferring bestiality. Remember that lady who's married to Deadpool, Blake Lively. Remember what Blake Lively had to say about all this stuff? She's accepting an award and she gets up on there on the podium there and she's talking about the the child protection coalition that she's a part of and all of that. And she starts talking about how she's interacted with, with like law enforcement and whatnot and uh, what they found uh, in, in, in communicating w- with her and her organization, just similar to what Ashton Kutcher has. I mean, I don't know, Ashton Kutcher and Blake Lively, they seem like, they seem like good people in Hollywood if we can, if we can uh, be bold and, and make such a claim. But she was giving this talk, and she says that they were basically like raping children with the umbilical cord still attached, and that they were forcing animals to penetrate the children. And that's what Blake Lively said with her organization to help save kids. And then here's the Associated Press in Australia. Uh, That's down under, if you didn't know. And they've arrested just 16 men on 828 charges of sexually abusing children, producing and distributing child abuse material and bestiality. It's the same thing Blake Lively said when she spoke to law enforcement as well. So maybe you don't like Blake Lively. I don't know. Maybe you don't like The Hill. I don't know. But what I'm telling you is this is a consistent and a very persistent theme over and over and over again. I have that Blake Lively clip. We'll pull that up here. I think it's somewhere around this this marker, but I cannot be sure. I didn't really know what child pornography was. You know, we all sort of have an idea of it, and I was afraid to ask as, as, a, as a mother, you know, because it would be very painful to, to hear. And um, I, I felt like I had to ask, though, and I feel like I have to share it with you guys now. And it's, it, is, um, it is disturbing, and I want to warn you, but I, I feel it's my responsibility to tell you guys because it is the truth, and I believe if we all knew this, um, we would dedicate much more of ourselves to, to stopping it. Um, so when I, when I asked what child pornography entailed, yes, it's, it's nude images of, of boys and girls uh, under the age of 18. Um, but now because of high-speed internet... That's what they'll admit to. ...very prominently. And uh, videos of kids, and by kids I mean prepubescent, visibly prepubescent. No, babies. And uh, they make the distinction because, um, because of the internet and there's so much content, uh, these pedophiles are desensitized. Because of that, the kids are getting younger, and the content is getting that much more devastating. It's not just the internet. That's not the only reason. I asked him how young are are the young kids he's seeing, and he told me infants. And I I have a six-month-old baby. So I said, what does that mean, you know? Like, what, what does an infant mean? And he said, with the umbilical cord still attached. 
Yeah, imagine that. I Picture know, it's that. It's so devastating to hear this, and I'm really sorry to share this, and I, but I'm grateful that you guys are listening because this is actually happening, and it's important that we, we know this and the, that it resonates with us so that we think about this in, 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 in our days and in our personal life. Um, so I asked them what happens in these videos, and, you know, unspeakable things happen, but I'm, again, going to speak about them, because I feel like if these kids are experiencing this, the least that, that they deserve is for us to hear what, what is actually happening to them. Um, so, no, it's not just touching. There is, there is penetration. Um, bestiality. There is extreme torture and bondage. There is bestiality, which is having an animal penetrate the child or infant. Um, and there, there it is, incest. bestiality, Associated Press, just in Australia, 828 charges of sexually abusing children, child abuse material, and bestiality. It's the same thing down under as it is up top, as above, so below, I guess you could say. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to support the show and what we do here, go to the website, www.thesecretteachings.info. Subscribe today. Get access to the archive, the montages, and my books and or buy a copy of one of the books separately on the website. You can read reviews, see all that at thesecretteachings.info. You can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com and find us on social media at facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings. There's more after this right here on The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. Exorcisms coming up. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. You could listen to this... And that show is now running all day Friday and all day Saturday on History Channel, which is really amazing. I don't know if there's any other show on TV that's doing that right now, so... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week, and join us to explore the outer limits and quarantine zones of history, symbolism, parapolitics, myth, and more. We don't have insiders or some Galactic Confederation ambassador, but we do have books, memories, critical thinking skills and an ability to recognize patterns. And we also know a little bit about a lot. But don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm the last of a dying breed, a generalist. Find the Fringe.fm Monday through Friday for new episodes of The Secret Teachings or check out TalkStream Live in the Paranormal Radio app. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info to subscribe to the entire show archive so that you can listen, stream, and download every episode after it airs. Subscribers also get access to our montages and digital books www.thesecretteachings.info and The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM. Don't settle for less. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. 
For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Why listen to The Fringe FM? We are your number one source for talk radio the mainstream media won't touch. Joe Root brings you everything occult with lighting the void. Ryan Gables shatters paradigms with esoteric knowledge on the secret teachings. Gigi and Cortana explore the inner workings of our reality with Shift Happens. Jess of the Rogue Report brings you years of research to explore the hidden facts behind alternative topics. And myself, Alex Exum of Live Talk, the so-called Joker in the deck. We are the Fringe FM. This is Jess Rogie from the Rogie Report News, and I literally sift through hundreds of articles a week to bring you the best in Fringe News. Check out the Rogie Report News here on the Fringe FM. You can't handle the truth! Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination. Where happiness is an illusion. Here, where the past, present, and future all coexist on the same timeline. Welcome to a future where our true re- reflection is only revealed once the screen goes dark. Welcome to the darkness. I hope you find it enlightening. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. Freedom is the privilege to be right. On The Secret Teachings, we use history and anthropology, magic and esotericism, and even a little bit of nutrition and comedy mixed with some great guests to examine our world and beyond. For 10 years, we've used occultism and symbols to bring you a unique and objective look at the past, present, and future. Join us by tuning in Monday through Friday to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, exclusively new right here on The Fringe FM, www.thesecretteachings.info. Yeah, you're a proper pro. And I just want to thank you, Ryan, for having me on. I've heard a few of your shows and you go deep, brother. You go deeper than a deep sea diver in a shipwreck. So it's been great to be a part of your show. You've got a tremendous amount of knowledge yourself. You've clearly put in the hours of research and I commend you for that. So I'm very happy to have been a part of your show today. Thanks again for the invitation. This is Mark Devlin, author of Musical Truth, Volumes 1 and 2 musicaltruthbook.com online and you're listening to the secret teachings with ryan gable i just want to say i had a really great time talking to both of you as well as your listeners and uh please keep up the great work and i hope we can uh, work together in the future hey this is joe from the carolinas my website and youtube channels joe from the carolinas.com and you're listening to the secret teachings with ryan gable let's get into it Fairy tale again. I'm called Gretel, and this rough one here is my brother Hansel. She's keeping us close. She only takes sacrifices. We can't look directly at Are you willing to forsake the path of light and follow the path of the night? It's very 
hate for you to start something you can't stop. Hey, you look at her, she can't help you. Oh God, my Lord, I'm not weak and don't help me and don't leave my sin. For I repent and thou shalt be from evil, I will turn to thee. None ever shall destroy my faith, for I repent and thou shalt be. Oh God, my Lord, I'm not weak and don't help me and don't leave my sin. For I repent and thou shalt be from evil, I will turn to thee. This is your power to see what is hidden and to take it. The demon's name gives us power over it. Oh, mighty dark lord. Oh, mighty dark lord. By whom all things are set afire. By whom all is set afire. Thy power be thy path. Thy will be thy desire. Hell as it is on earth. Trinity and pray devoutly to you, great Payman. Give us your knowledge of all secret things. Bring us honor, wealth, and good familiars. Bind all men to our will as we have bound ourselves for now and ever to yours. ourselves for now and ever to yours. We reject the Trinity and pray devoutly to you, great pain. Tell me the fairy tale again. I'm called Gretel and this rough one here is my brother Hansel. All that is left is to make delicious. I'm Ryan Gable. And this is The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. You can find us five nights a week, Monday through Friday, right here on The Fringe. Our website, thesecretteachings.info. The email, rdgable at yahoo.com. The word exorcism is derived from the Greek word exorcism, meaning to bind by oath. But an exorcism is not necessarily a binding per se. 
or an exerting of control over something else, so much as it is a banishing of an unwanted spirit from a person, from a place, or from a thing. Now, some people believe that demonic influences do not possess any item or any place except a human host. Spirits that have never walked the earth before, obviously different than ghosts and things of this nature. But these powerful demonic influences perhaps could be felt in other ways that are real, but much different, of course, than what we are typically accustomed to seeing in movies. In The Conjuring, they did kind of allude to that. But demons and what the demon represents can manifest itself or the individual can manifest it through behavior that attracts it, behavior that mimics the characteristics of that demonic influence. Just like your seven deadly sins, those who are gluttonous or those who are envious, etc., 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 and so on and so forth, they are cultivating an environment, an atmosphere that attracts those types of depraved energies. Now, those that partake of one of the, or multiple of the seven virtues, on the other hand, are attracting different kinds of energies. They are manifesting different types of realities. So it's not so much that spirits or ghosts or demons don't exist. I mean, angels are also demons uh, by the definition of the word daemon, where it comes from in Greek, it means divine. Uh, By that definition, I guess, right, anything of God is daemonic. But of course, a a daemon is also that thing that follows you, a, a guardian angel. And of course, magicians attempt to uh, in the Golden Dawn, Crowley attempted to do this. Uh, famous stories of people attempting to summon or invoke their guardian angel to meet with their guardian angel, right? And of course, there are those that go beyond this, and rather than wanting to have communion with their holy guardian angel, they wish to invoke spirits or whatever because they think it's fun, or because they don't understand or they don't they don't wish to understand. And it's that lack of understanding and the opening of veils and portals and dimensions with uncontrolled intention because the intention is there to do it. So theoretically, you don't know what you're doing per se, but you have the intention to do something or you're afraid that what you're doing is dangerous, like let's say using a Ouija board. And so you have a bad experience. Just like you panic driving a car, you might run the car off the road. But you have an intention to do something if you're one of these people. And I've known many of them. Not that they're like practicing ceremonial magicians, but I've known a lot of people that just they dabble in things that are dark. Like they think it's, I mean, I've had people tell me they've opened themselves up intentionally in their their, uh, artwork or in their lives in general to any influence that wishes to partake of their vessel. And, I mean, that is just, you know, you don't do that, (laughs) first of all. But if you do do that, uh, it's probably not going to be good. Now, there's a difference 
between people that open themselves up and say, hey, uh, anything want to talk through me or paint through me or produce music through me? There's a difference between that and people that feel like a divine inspiration. I mean, I've told the story a, a few times, not many, but when I wrote my first book, I don't think it was so much the book that was important, but it was that my it was that that step in 2012 into becoming what would become uh, this radio show as it is now. So I've been like professional for maybe like f- six years, five five and a half six years, professional radio. And it's just gotten better. Now I've got this roadcaster board, so we're we're really moving on up now. We're moving on up to to uh to another level here on the secret teachings. So in 2012 when I wrote that, I felt like a, a something good, like not writing it, but just present with me. And I think that's the creative spirit. But I also felt other bad things that wanted to perhaps, as I perceived, prevent me from writing whatever it was that I was writing, which was really just taking a step forward. It wasn't that the writing was important or special because it wasn't. But, and that was my original book, like The Grand Illusion, a long, long, long time ago. So I felt that experience, and I felt both the the positive, the warm, the warm feeling, and the negative, the cold, dark feeling. Others intentionally open themselves up to that darkness. And sometimes people do it without even really knowing what they're doing. Like, for example, a handful of witches across the United States have attempted to cast spells in the last two weeks before and during, and I'm sure now after the election as it still is processing here in the U.S., um, it has the rainbow wheel right now. Uh, Salem witches, it says in this U.S. News and World Report article, are casting spells to defeat Donald Trump. In another article from Wired, it says TikTok witches are hexing the election on Halloween. They already did this. They call it magic resistance. Resistance. What does that mean? Resistance to an elected representative? Resistance to someone who was elected legitimately? Uh, that seems like the opposite of the democracy that they're talking about. So they say magic resistance, and then their other hashtag is witch the vote. So go out and vote, but only when we win will things not be rigged. Only when we win does it all count. If we lose, it doesn't count. It's all rigged. But rigging can't happen if we win. Uh, that means it was legit. So you can see the discrepancy in what these people believe, apparently. But it's not just those people. What do you mean by these people? You know what I mean by those people. Primarily extremists that are so far left, they've almost gone back to the right. And extreme, if politically speaking, and extremists or people that just are having some fun. And they call themselves you know, witches, which is fine, I guess. What does it matter if you're a witch? 2017 Women's March, remember that, where they came out with, we are the granddaughters of the witches you weren't able to burn. You know what? I know some real witches. They think the TikTok witches are losers. All right? And if they're not losers, they're just like, they feel sorry for them. You're not a witch. Okay? There probably are some TikTok witches that are like legitimate witches, but you're not a witch. Okay? Cleavage is not witchcraft. All right? Glitter is not witchcraft. All right? This isn't Twilight. These are not witches. This is like the New Age version of what is that thing where the OnlyFans. This is like this is the New Age occult version of OnlyFans. 
not saying that it's all bad. I'm just saying, see the political nature of this magic resistance, which the vote, but the other side does it too. I mean, look at all the people that thought meme magic brought the president into the office of the executive authority. Well, maybe magic does have an effect in that way. I mean, that's all that it is, is a concentration of energy and will, if you will, the president to be bound. But what if the president wills himself not to be bound or others will you to fail? And this is where it can get kind of convoluted. And it's a lot of people's minds broken down into some like epic battle of like Harry Potter versus Lord Voldemort or he who, he who shall not be named. And yeah, there's definitely a spiritual battle, but it's not between like the deep state and the alliance or whatever the hell that is. It's between like when you wake up in the morning and when you go to bed at night and all the decisions you make during the day and the proverbial little angel and the little demon that says, do it, do it, do it. And the angel's like, no, I don't really think that's a good idea. Maybe you shouldn't do it. And the devil's like, shut up, do it, do it, do it. That's the argument and we are in our head. It's us having that argument and it's represented by a split between we know what we should do even when nobody's watching and we know what we shouldn't do even when nobody's watching. Does that mean we always do it? No, because the devil wins sometimes. The devil's convincing. So archetypically, that's what it represents. But then it also manifests and creates energetic forces that are attracted and attractive to the same types of thoughts. So it creates thought forms that exist, as Rudolf Steiner said, on, I think he referred to them as kind of existing like partly on the astral or maybe it was the the etheric. He, he described the difference between them. And some people disagree with Steiner, but whatever the case is, that those thought forms exist there. And um, if you read Israel Regardi and the Tree of Life uh, about the Kabbalah, it's a good book. I'm almost done with that. He talks about how, you know, negative thoughts, these types of of, of things that draw you down, they persist longer because they're they're closer to our world. They're, they're, I mean, it's Malkuth. They're closer to the bottom of the tree. And since they're closer to the bottom of the tree, they're going to persist there. But ones of a higher vibration and thought aren't going to be there that long because they're going to transcend beyond Malkuth up the tree. And that's, again, the idea of uh, why Rey in Star Wars, when she goes to train with Luke, and Luke's like, uh, I can't do this. Uh, what are you doing? You jumped right into the black hole. You dove right into it. I mean, humans are obviously interested in the mysterious, but women in particular are drawn to that perhaps even more than men are in, in different ways. And you can't compare, you know, what did Joe Biden say? You can't compare an elephant and a lion or something like that. You can't compare the apple. It's apples and oranges, right? It's elephants and lions. But the point is, it's easy to do the wrong thing it's harder to do the right thing. Especially when there's no consequences, essentially, to do the wrong thing. And if you don't take responsibility at some point for your own life, and that just means thoughts to overcome that battle, you become possessed by one or many ideological cult mindsets that determine, dictate, and direct where you go 
in your life. And you abandon individuality, true individuality, and you join a cult, a mob. I'm not talking about a physical mob, a, a mob of, ideolo- of ideological similar people or ideologically similar people. And you move in a hive mind with no individuality. It's an inversion. And then you, as that individual in that collective, lose your individuality. The cult, the ideological hive possessed by the ideology, grows more and more powerful. And the individual loses more and more of their sense of self and individuality. And this is shown in you know movies about demonic possession where the longer the demon persists, the more power that it gets, the battle between the demonic influence and, and the soul of the child or the adult or whatever of the human, it begins to be overtaken until it's lost and then the demon will eventually destroy the vessel. And this is the case for I don't care what you want to assign this label to, but this is the case for what is going on all around us at the moment. This is the case that we see ideological possession in in every walk of life. And last night I said it, not knowing we were going to talk about this tonight, but I said we are in need of an exorcism. We are in need of... Uh, a symbolic exorcism, and many, many minor and many, many major exorcisms of spaces, of items, of, of minds. Uh, that's not saying that I'm calling the Vatican right now and saying, hey, we need an exorcism over here. They're actually already doing that. In Portland, Oregon, Archbishop Alexander Sample led a procession of more than 200 people to a city park on October 17th, offered prayer, then conducted a Latin Exorcism right intended to purge the community of evil. Uh, I wasn't joking earlier when I said he's going to need more support to purge the evil out of Portland. <laughs> On the same day in San Francisco, Archbishop Salvatore Corde Leon performed an exorcism ceremony outside of a Catholic church in San Rafael where protesters had earlier ripped down a statue of Junipera. Sarah, you know him. So the Vatican's actually, and the church has offered public communal exorcisms. And then we saw the Archbishop Gregory Amond of New Orleans recently burned an altar because two people were having sex on it with a priest. Uh, That's a real thing. That's Pretty interesting. And so he burned the altar and then reconsecrated the altar. So it's not that the altar was possessed, but that it had been not tainted, but it had been not contaminated, but it had been been perverted. It had been made unholy. It was no longer holy. So I think we need an exorcism. And I don't think that an exorcism means that we need to hold up a cross to a crowd, a, a crowd of like, you know, political uh, protesters, but there needs to be an exorcism of the mind. 
And an exorcism, although it means to bind by oath, we don't want to bind people by oath. Uh, we want to free them of this ideological spirit uh, of all kinds, of all backgrounds, etc. And when you think of an exorcism as that which binds, it's when we know the name of the demon that gives us power over the demon. And the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. I compel you, whatever the name of the demon, to abandon this human host. I damn you back to hell. You know, pick up some lines from movies, I don't know, work it out in your head. And when you do that, you realize you know the name of the demon, you have control over it. Well, you look around, you can probably figure out what the name of the demon is. Once you know the name, you know what to do next. I'm Ryan Gable, this is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to support us, www.thesecretteachings.info. The books, the subscriptions, and the montages, it's all there. www.thesecretteachings.info. rdgable at yahoo.com. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere right here on The Fringe FM. Gentlemen, thank you so much for the great work that you guys are doing. Uh, phenomenal show, for phenomenal interview, phenomenal questions. And uh, I'd be willing to come back at any time and uh, explore other topics for discussion. So thank you for having me on today. Hi, everyone. This is Mark Passio from WhatOnEarthIsHappening.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. You could listen to this. And that show is now running all day Friday and all day Saturday on History Channel, which is really amazing. I don't know if there's any other show on TV that's doing that right now, so... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week and join us to explore the outer limits and quarantine zones of history, symbolism, parapolitics, myth, and more. We don't have insiders or some galactic confederation ambassador, but we do have books, memories, critical thinking skills, and an ability to recognize patterns. And we also know a little bit about a lot. 
but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. Find the Fringe.fm Monday through Friday for new episodes of The Secret Teachings or check out TalkStream Live in the Paranormal Radio app. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info to subscribe to the entire show archive so that you can listen, stream, and download every episode after it airs. Subscribers also get access to our montages and digital books. www.thesecretteachings.info and The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then they, the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> like you're all working for the same guy. My name is Alex Exum, and I host live talk here on the Fringe FM. If you're sick of hearing about COVID-19, I invite you to listen to my show, 7 p.m. Pacific, Tuesday nights, for a COVID-free zone. We will not be talking about the C word. We discuss news, society, and culture, but not COVID-19. Go listen to the other fear mongers if you want to hear that nonsense. Want more of the Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. Do you have everything you need to explore the secret teachings? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you? So perception is the key. Psychological warfare is the technique. And the heart yeah. is the solution. Heart perception will change everything. Don't give me that horse dish that eating healthy is expensive. It isn't. Go to a fucking supermarket. They're throwing the vegetables at you. Here's celery. Get it the fuck out of here. 70 cents. 25 cents for a banana. Whatever the fuck you want. Get it out of here. Before it goes bad. This is Dave Cruz, host of Beyond the Strange, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and provide new guards for their future security. Listen to The Secret Teachings five nights a week, Monday through Friday, on The Fringe FM. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, the New York Times bestselling author of Crossfire, Rule by Secrecy, Rise of the Fourth Reich, and my latest one, Our Occulted History. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Something, and that is not only admirable, but uh, but it's, it's, it's great to know that there are some young people in America who do have a good mind and are actually seeing what's going on and doing something about it. And that's why I'd uh, be delighted to come on your show anytime. You call me and I'll be there. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable.
It's time you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. For those of you who don't know, we have a new setup here in studio. I'm very excited about it. I got the Rodecaster mixing board. I gotta say, I've been so antiquated here. I had like 10 additional wires probably that I just did not need. (laughs) I was panicking thinking I... I was asking Joe and I asked some other people and I was looking this up online. I'm like, do I, do I need all these extra wires? Why doesn't this board have extra plugs? And, you know, I'm like 10 years behind here. But I got this board. It's got these beautiful touch pads on it that I can, you know, plug in so I have sound clips or music or whatever just at the touch of my finger. I just think this is a sexy board. This is a very nice board. Cost me 600 bucks. Wasn't really planning on spending the money, but... That's really all the, that's basically a month's rent for me. So that was a lot of money I put into this. Um, and I don't, I don't really share a lot of that personal information on radio in terms of money because I tend to live minimally, but it was a very good investment. And I hope that the quality of this comes through over the air. I hope that you can tell a difference in the microphone and perhaps even in my, my excitement. I feel like I've just like, I traded in a car that had, you know, like 200,000 miles on it or more, and everything was shot, and I can't even believe it lasted that long. And I got this fancy new, well, not even a fancy new car. I just got a new car. You know, it's not even fancy. But, you know, the, the, the lower end of the new model is basically the high end of the old model. So I'm very excited about this, and I really hope that, uh, the quality of this comes through over the radio. This is the third night in a row we've used it. We broke it in Monday. Uh, my voice was a little bit off Monday and Tuesday. Maybe more so Monday. But Tuesday, was I think it was a little bit off Tuesday. Maybe a little bit too high. So I've adjusted the volume. Still playing with this thing. It's got like a digital display. I'm just, I'm just, I'm excited. All right. I'm just the proverbial kid on Christmas morning opening up the gifts. And I was going to get an iMac always wanted one of those things and it's just it, it didn't happen they can't find my address and so i had a listener who had sent me a, a macbook air and i pulled this thing out i downloaded the software i needed and i just have got that on my desk so now i've got a roadcaster i've got two macbook airs and it's pretty much like the most if someone broke into my apartment the most expensive stuff i have is all in front of me everything else is literally just a book, <laughs> maybe with the exception of my PlayStation. So there's a lot of money that goes into this, but even so, we're still like really antiquated here, and and we're we're getting it done on the secret teachings. Not because I'm special or even you're special. Uh, it's because of the content. I really think it's because of the content and the way that we approach things. Exorcisms has been on the table tonight. Exorcisms are becoming more frequent, according to authorities. 
church authorities, including after protests in the United States. In Portland, Oregon, Archbishop Alexander Sample led a procession of 200 or so people in October offering prayer in a city park and then conducting a Latin exorcism rite intended to purge the community of evil. In San Francisco, Archbishop Salvatore Cordelion performed another exorcism ceremony outside of a Catholic church where protesters had toppled a statue. There have been other cases where Archbishop Gregory Amond of New Orleans recently burned the altar of a church because one of his priests one of his priests was caught having sex with two women on the altar so Gregory Amon the archbishop in New Orleans consecrated reconsecrated uh, uh, a replacement altar and put it there on the spot now in, in those three cases you have two different things you have locations in Portland and San Francisco that were exercised and in essence, an, an item that was was exercised. But a lot of people do not believe, and I and I'm using general terms here because you know the, the the church that you go to might have a different view on this. There is disagreement in, I don't know if I'd say in the field of, but I've read books where people disagree on whether or not demonic entities or demonic energies can possess physical items. Uh, maybe they can use them, but they possess bodies, not little items. Uh, There are different scenarios, of course. So the altar being destroyed in New Orleans was more so because of the the act that was performed on it, essentially making it unholy. And why I'm telling you this is because this article here also refers to the Associated Press article with the two archbishops from Portland and San Francisco. So these are like recent articles in the last couple of weeks about exorcisms and about how they're becoming more frequent. But exorcisms come in a variety of forms. Uh, The most popular, well-known, and the, 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 the institutional, if you will, the textbook is the minor and the major. And the minor exorcism is performed routinely during like a baptism. The major entails the expulsion of demons. And it's supposed to only be performed by like a bishop or priest who has the permission of the bishop. Or, you know, it has to come from like a higher up source in in the church to, to perform that exorcism. There's actually a really interesting book written on this. You, I think I paid like $7 for this book. Well, it's listed at 17 but I think I paid $17 for this thing. It's the uh, Penguin Book of Exorcisms. Uh, it's From what I've been through, it's really interesting. It, it just documents like real-life exorcism through the centuries. You know, And you know, actually, back in... T- this was up in 2019. You know, the Vatican convened like 250 priests from 50 different countries for a seminar on exorcism uh, that, that was last year. So this isn't some archaic relic per se that exists only in movies now. Like, this is still happening today. People are still performing exorcisms today. But the kind of people that are performing exorcisms in a 
I'm trying to think of the word to use, that think they're performing exorcisms, um, but aren't, are, are kind of like the TikTok witches who think that by rubbing some sage together or something, they've bound the president or they've helped another political leader to get elected. How about using some of that magic to fix the corruption, you know, on both sides of the political spectrum? How about using that magic to, uh, I don't know, take care of yourself and stop relying on political figures to, to do it for you? Or, you know, in other cases, I saw this one story, it was like, witches uh, try to hex the election and I was like, well, you could try voting. But uh, I guess if it's rigged, what does it really matter, right? So th- these are all recent stories about exorcisms that are in the news. Um, we know about spiritual possession, uh, demons, spirits. This could all be broken down. Demons are, um, are, are entities that, are, that have not walked the physical plane of existence Spirits, on the other hand, they are the spirits of, the energies of, the life forces, non-materially speaking, of things that have walked this earth. And so demonic influences are a more perverse, uh, but in a sense, a lower or a higher form of, of energy or consciousness or whatever you want to call them. And so you have these stories all over the world, uh, from India to, to in China. They're called, you know, fo- they have the fox spirits. If you've ever heard about that, it's also in Japan. You have the czar, z a r, in parts of the Middle East and parts of Africa. The behuts or behuts in India, and uh, the these are the the behuts, the fox spirits, the czar. The, these are different demonic entities or influences that take possession of people. This is all over the world, these types of stories. Now, it it needs to obviously be addressed that demonic possession is almost an extreme and an excess and an exaggeration of the arguments that we have with ourselves in our heads every single day, knowing what we should do and what we shouldn't do. The little demon that says, do it, do it, do it. The little angel that says, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Or maybe the angel's telling you to do it. And the demon says, don't do it. Don't help that person. Well, when you succumb to one or the other, when you feed one wolf more than the other wolf, well, the wolf that you feed is the wolf that wins. And the entity that you feed, the energy that you feed, is the one that wins, that creates your own reality. And so through this, and perhaps those that open channels to things without knowing what they're doing, and I'm not talking about using a Ouija board. I I would advocate for the Ouija board. It's an awesome tool. And it's also very fun. But if you're doing it to try to do something that's like stupid and... I mean, let me reword that. You're doing it to have fun in the sense that you want to communicate with something and you don't do it the proper way. 
yeah, and and maybe you're scared. You're going to have a bad experience. If you get in the car, you're real nervous to drive. You might have a bad experience driving as well. But an exorcism and a demonic influence can be looked at as simply as something that we think about every day between what is right or what is wrong. And then the ideological possession at the other extreme where no matter what is right or wrong, we have now succumbed to a possessive ideological thought process that is preventing us from seeing what is right or wrong under any circumstance, where we've abandoned individuality, we've lost control of the self, we've lost control of our body, essentially, and we are possessed by this ideology, we are possessed by this cult, and we move in unison with this cult, with a lesion of other demonic-like influences. Now, is that to say that there are not demons, uh, that there are not daemons, that there are, yeah, we have guardian angels, as they say, daemons. We have uh, spiritual familiars um, and physical familiars, you know, the famous black cats, but others, have, I, think, I think a duck is my familiar, uh, to be quite frank with you. Uh, we have... Spirits, we have souls, we have angels. I mean, there's so many different definitions of these words. And, and they all do slightly vary, just like Satan, the devil, and Lucifer are different. And I think what's really important to understand is there is a, a, a form of good and there is a form of evil. And when you create your own reality, as some say, it's simply a matter of which are you going to support and manifest? Are you going to support the good or are you going to support the evil? And that's not a Christian point of view, but I can tell you that if there are things that are perceived as good, that also are, they become these ideological, um, possessive things and it becomes very difficult for that individual to be, be an individual, to think for themselves. They are, in essence, possessed. And when you get to a certain point in this possession, uh, you're, it's like in the movies, the body breaks down and the demon, if they're not exercised, kills the host. And that's what's happening, I think, to a lot of uh, particularly left-wing activists. I mean, these people that are on meth, heroin, homeless, junkies, Violent criminals, I mean, Portland is one of the worst, notorious places for those types of mugshots and those types of arrests. I mean, that's not good. Uh, it's not, that's not angelic. Or You look at the face of some of the people that run the world, and some of them just look normal, and some of them look like their face is melting off because they're serving evil. They're serving destruction and chaos. They're serving depravity, etc., and depravity and chaos, etc., they're going to go after the things that are the most holy and the most sacred. Rather that, you know, it's that priest in New Orleans having sex with two women on an altar that was burned by the archbishop. Or it's this story from the Hill. This story came out just a little bit ago. Global Child Sex Abuse Network uncovered with ties to the United States. Australian Federal Police Assistant Commissioner Justine Goh said that a child care worker and a child... Soccer coach are among those facing charges. Of course, the child care worker, like social services, child and family services, 
CFS in Canada, CPS in the United States. Go said that the investigators had uncovered a total of 46 victims in Australia as long as 16 months is the youngest here. No older than 15. A total of 18 matters have been referred to the U.S. where three men have been arrested in connection to child abuse material, the news service noted. The investigations resulted from a February tip from the U.S. National Center for Missing and Exploiting or Exploited Children, which warned Australian police that a new South Wales man was uploading child abuse material. Upon the arrest of a 30-year-old man, authorities reportedly searched his computer, which revealed an online child abuse network with which the man was connected. Yes, a network all over the world. In October, the Ohio Attorney General Dave Yoss said that a trafficking probe called Operation Autumn Hope resulted in 179 arrests and 109 victims rescued. The effort included more than 50 law enforcement agencies and other organizations as part of a mission to end sex trafficking across the state. In August, Ohio's Operation Safety Net led to the rescue of 25 children aged 13 to 18 in just three weeks after its launch, according to the U.S. Marshals office and since 2005 they've rescued thousands of of children from these networks Uh, long before trump was in office long before pizzagate uh, people were still doing this kind of work this stuff is seems to be is um, you know legitimate and when you see how prolific this is you realize you're not dealing with a handful of ignorant peasants a bunch of fools who have pentagrams tattooed on their arm, and you're not dealing with unorganized people. You're dealing with a highly organized cult that has many branches, comes in many forms, and serves the same master. And you can call that master whatever it is that you choose to call that master. We can call that master Satan, the devil, perversion, whatever it might be. Those things that are unholy. And when you lose control of self, the mind, the body, and the soul, spirit is under the influence of and pushed out by an ideology which manifests into an entity that possesses your body. You, as an individual, lose your individuality become absorbed into the hive and become just another part of the lesions of demonic and demonic-like influences that exist all around us. And our thoughts are creating more and more of these. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. If you'd like to support the show, it would really help us now since I just bought this new board www.thesecretteachings.info When you subscribe, you get access to all the shows to download and stream them. You also get access to the Montage Archive. And you get access to my books in digital form, including my original books, which are no longer for sale. You can buy the physical books for Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and the Technological Elixir on the website. You can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts The point is, you subscribe, you buy a book, it supports the show, it supports the Fringe FM, and it supports you. The Fringe.FM is the network website. 
And if you'd like to contact us, rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. Social media, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. Stay safe, stay informed. We'll talk to you on the next broadcast. I hope tonight we've exercised some ideologues and some ideologies and freed up the mind from those possessive forces. Stay tuned to the Fringe FM. Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings, but don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.